I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites against the Packers this weekend, and I'm excited to see how they manage to mess it up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, February 26th, and we have got uh, a whole lot of Cam Newton fun stuff to talk about today. <laughs> if you are not on uh, YouTube.com slash at Jenkins and Jones and all of the various social media feeds, go subscribe now. Uh, the team has got us on, I think, every social media app at this point. So go check it out, Jenkins and Jones. Um, as we have always, a team, y'all. The team. team. Wow, There's a team. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm shit. Love I love that. And I know Biko and Josh and Jackson. I don't know. There's probably other people on the team that I don't even know. So you know, incomplete credits. Uh, as always, <laughs> Jenkins and Jones hosted by Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. Hey, everybody, have a good. Lejethro Jenkins, aka John. Was Aunt Bubba's? I'm Guardy B, aka Mike. Mother fucking Mike. Mother fucking Mike. <laughs> <laughs> is my uh, shit almost, slowed? Is it? Is my shit delayed? Off. No, he okay, was, okay. He, he was he was playing he was, it out. I I, okay, I almost okay. cut him off too. Produced as always <laughs> by the lovely and talented Jackson Stefan. What's up? What's up? All right, gentlemen. Who woke up on Sunday morning and said, "Fellas, what do y'all want to do today? Should we go jump Cam Newton?" <laughs> <laughs> I assume you've both seen the video of yeah. uh, Cam Newton at a seven-on-seven event. Uh, I don't know. A handful of guys trying to jump him. And it, he looks like a superhero movie where it's like he was fighting the ninjas. Not the main bad guy, but like the ninjas at the front. There's just people flying off. Him. What was your reaction to the video? And uh, how ill-advised was this <laughs> to attempt to jump 
one of the more physically impressive human beings in species history. There we go, because it had to be species history. Go ahead, Tyler, though. <laughs> I, 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 I just couldn't believe that so many people came to such a bad decision. Like, I could understand a one person running up on Cam and, and, and you know, getting his ass beat. Maybe there was a problem. There was some disrespect or what have you. One-on-one, man-to-man shit. But to see a whole group of people decide, hey, we are going to try to jump this six-foot-five, 260-pound fucking bulldozer of a human. Like, I just don't... I, I, we need to know the backstory. How I want to know how this happened. How did a whole group of people decide to come to such a bad fucking decision? Because I am just perplexed at that shit. And I'm and, and to be clear, like I'm someone who understands, hey, sometimes you gotta get your ass beat to stand on principle, right? Point you know blank. what I'm saying? Right, right. But I just want to know what was what was the backstory here that led to fucking four people getting their ass beat at the same damn time. It was it was so weird because you see him, and he's towering over these men in quotations. <laughs> like It's hard to call them both men when you see them right next to each other. One was a man, so the other four were something else. But anyway, the nigga was fucking throwing three people around. Another man came and tried to steal his ass, and he didn't even have to adjust his hat afterwards. How embarrassing. The nigga had on a top hat with feathers, you know what I mean? And he didn't even move while four humans were trying to fight him. It's insane to me. I've never seen anything. It was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life, bro. We've seen him manhandle an NBA, an NFL player while smiling in the man's face, <laughs> bullying him. And you think as a regular human, you want to jump this man, dog. Sometimes you got to get your ass whooped. I don't know if that's the time, no. <laughs> Nigga, sometimes you got to take a loss. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I don't want to get my ass whooped by motherfucking Cam Newton. Come on, bro. Like you said, he's not one of the most impressive humans we've seen. He's one of the more impressive humans in human species history, nigga. You feel me? Crazy. He, he beat them. <laughs> he, he got off so bad, they had Tyler questioning whether the French philosophers were correct about representative democracy, bro. Like, like <laughs> Tyler was like, <laughs> only one person can be that stupid. Five people together are not supposed to be that I am perplexed. Stupid. I am perplexed. Like I said, I do not know how so many people came to such a bad decision. Like I said, I can understand a one-on-one asshole, but bro, how did so many people just come to such a terrible decision? There was I like nothing. See, nothing. Go, ahead. Oh, go ahead, John. No, I, I see. I think you see three. And it's like, maybe I can be the person to tip the scales. And one, maybe I, nobody tipped. They got to four and the scales hadn't been tipped yet. He still had the upper hand, nigga. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It looked like a cartoon, bro. He was throwing people into bushes. Like it was like a video game. It was like, oh, if I throw him into the bushes, he takes an extra 15% damage. Like it didn't look like he was operating in reality. (laughs) Bro, he had one man over here. The other was on a leg. Another man on the other arm. Homie came and tried to stick him and he just ate that shit like it was nothing. And he ran at him with his whole body. You know, he had cleats on, nigga, trying to steal him. He got, you know. Grip on the feet and everything. Nothing, bro. No effect on him. It's crazy. He's the bro, boss, bro. He's Guru. Ogoro, whatever the fuck that nigga name in Mortal Kombat. Nigga. Mortal Kombat the one nigga right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro. Nothing. Bro, it's crazy. Bro, first, first thing I thought about when I saw that is this is basically 1.25 Russell Wilson's versus four futures. Because you know how motherfuckers have said. And I hope, I, hope, I hope this fight puts that dumbass argument to bed forever, bro. Because this motherfuckers who really think future could beat Russell Wilson's ass just because they like the motherfuckers music. Like, let's be for real here, dog. Tyler, on, that man. beast bracket really sprang straight out of the middle of your fucking hey. forehead, bro, like Zeus. Like, you said 1.25 Russell Wilson. That's the, that's the exact measurement, yes. bro. Yeah, and those are four futures. And that 1.25 Russell Wilson was, hey, was, 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 was having a breeze out there, not breaking a sweat. Crazy. All right, NFL, football players are different. They love violence, bro. They are just wired differently. You know what I'm saying? It's... it's you, you, you better pack your lunch, as, as, as we've heard in, in the fucking mentions when we were talking about great white cliches, if you step to a football player. And they brought up, like, how he's been, like, doing Olympic lifts since fucking eighth grade, nigga. You feel me? Like, this man has been throwing humans since he was in eighth grade when it comes to weights. This is play for him. 
He this is recreation, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, bro, these niggas came with everything they had. And the man walked off like laughing. It bro, embarrassed. I bro, mean, so embarrassed. There, there was a, I don't know if y'all saw, but there was a very emotional moment Super Bowl weekend where he saw Luke Keekley. Um, yes. You know, the, 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 the all-time great Carolina Panthers linebacker. A motherfucker who was one of the hardest hitters in the league when he was, you know, during his peak of Destroyer of Worlds. Cam saw that man and hugged him and lift him up, lifted him off his feet. That motherfucker, he had one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever play the NFL. The little tootsies just dangling in the air, bro. <laughs> Cam off is, the ground. Yeah, yeah Cam is a different fucking dude, man. He hugged him like I hugged my daughter at Disneyland after she saw her favorite pr- uh, princess today, bro. <laughs> Just like a little twirl. Like, <laughs> Would you rather him really have taken it serious and beat your ass or like just played with you? Like it's, I don't want to get my ass beat by yeah, Cam I, Newton, seriously. But at the same I, time, no, it's more embarrassing to me when a nigga walk off, don't even adjust his hat, smiling after four of you tried to fight him, bro. You know what I mean? You're a child at that point. You're his son, nigga. You feel me? Crazy. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like that was a very lawsuit-proof ass woman that he, he he doled out to those dudes, right? There were no haymakers thrown. He was just, like, you know, moving motherfuckers. Like, that one dude, he grabbed by his fucking collar and just moved, like, 20 fucking feet. I can't imagine the feeling of that. If a motherfucker just grips you up and you have no control over your body anymore, dog. Like, like no. And he went for the legs. The legs didn't help, brother. Those are tree trunks, nigga. Those ain't normal legs, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. Bad decision making for sure. Well, we got to huddle up. Uh, if, we, if we're ever trying to jump Cam Newton, here's going to be my contribution. Number one, obviously, we shouldn't do it. Number two, if Jackson, Tyler, and John all get thrown into the bushes, I promise you I will run up behind him and knock the hat off his head. <laughs> Just least. so that we, we got, at least got a, yeah, got We something. at least got to dislodge the hat. He has to pick the hat up off the ground at least, bro. Not the little, he didn't even have to do this, nigga. I can, you know what I mean? I can go on a monologue and have to fucking readjust my hat. The nigga fought four niggas and then have to readjust his shit. That's crazy, dog. Insane. Didn't break a sweat, nigga. Still smell like Isimiyaki afterwards. That is wild, bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, do we think Brock Purdy sent the goons? <laughs> the game manager goons. Brock, Brock, Brock Purdy's over at uh, over on Twenty First Street, <laughs> fucking <laughs> rounding them up. <laughs> oh man, that shit was truly unbelievable. I've never seen someone. I, I would say this: like we didn't grow up in the era of some of the things that are currently terrifying. Like we grew up sort of like on the cusp of those things happening. So, like, I was not worried about school shooters or terrorism as a teenager. I was worried about getting jumped. That was, like, the atomic bomb in high school. Was, like, I would take anything as long as I don't get jumped. And I don't think I've ever seen. You see videos of, like, a Samoan dude that five people are jumping, and he's giving as good as he's getting. I've never seen someone get jumped by four people and get credibly accused of bullying at the end of it. Like, those four dudes alone camp was 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 freshman friday a thing at y'all high school like the mythology around colors no 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 it was it was just like they always said the first friday of of the school year they would just pick freshmen and jump and shit it never fucking happened it was just some shit to just instill oh it was just like some urban urban legend shit but yeah some niggas got thrown in trash cans though (laughs) yeah some people got yeah but we had to wear colors on ours freshman friday we all had to wear colors like freshman was green Red was uh, sophomores, blue was juniors, and the seniors were white. They did not but enforce uh, color codes. Uh, at, yeah, I'd imagine uh, not. Yeah, High we, school. <laughs> we didn't have those issues, brother. Yeah, I, I will. I will say the one cool uh, freshman tradition my high school had was if you were a non-freshman and like a freshman during like first week of class, asked you where a, a, a classroom was, you send them the complete opposite fucking way. And so, like, like, and that was something that we did. And you, like, you know, freshmen, you know, eventually became hip to that shit. But it was fucking hilarious. Like, if you catch a freshman asking you where where a classroom was at, bro, you're fuck. Like, if that was your four leaf clover for the day, dog. Was that college or high school? High school. Your high school was that big? Kinda. Oh shit! How many kids were at your high school? Shit, it was about sixteen hundred or so. Oh, that was kind of which kind of big for Virginia. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of big. Ours was just like a circle, though, like like a, like a mm. square. You couldn't really get lost. We have five thousand people at our high school. 
That's a college, bro. That's a college. That's a community well, college, the, at least, brother. The, the the middle schools in Long Beach are about fourteen hundred kids, with, with 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 three grades. But the one rule that was always enforced at Poly when I was there was there's a seal that was the school's official seal that was like in this Hall of Fame walkway between two buildings. You weren't allowed to step on the seal until you were a senior, and everyone got physically moved off that shit at some point during their <laughs> freshman year as a way of <laughs> learning that by someone you were not going to argue with. What a SOS crip. <laughs> All right. My first day, I accidentally stepped on Junior Lamao's shoes. Uh, like I like I was like I got bumped and I like accidentally stepped on his shoes. And it was a real like, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to step on your shoes, sir. You see, what happened, sir, was this young gentleman over here accidentally bumped into me, sir. <laughs> He's like, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> you just turn around. I was like six foot tall coming into high school. You turn around, you're looking at a six foot five Samoan dude with braids down to his waist. You know what I mean? And you're like, hi. That was a TV show, bro. <laughs> that was a movie. That was a movie. That's the beginning of some movie. It's crazy. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, there was some uh, some some great uh, <laughs> great dialogue uh, around uh, a Rod uh, sh- showing up on TV. Uh, either in blackface or fresh off of a vacation where he uh, spent quite a bit of time getting tan. Uh, gentlemen, I know you've seen his, uh, his video. Do you buy that this is uh, just a tan? And what was your thoughts on uh, A-Rod's uh, video? <laughs> the, the homie kept on stage and it was like, I can't believe it. He really hit us with a, I know black eye Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> He did an unironic one and uh, just straight to camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that boy put the reverse Sammy Sosa. Right, he looked more like Sammy Sosa than Sammy looking like Sammy now, nigga. (laughs) I'm like, the fuck? I just looked at the photo, I'm like, damn. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, 
I don't know. I I would just never clarify that I had a fucking suntan. I don't give a fuck what people think about how darker I look. You know what I'm saying? But but he had to get out there and get ahead of that rumor or whatever the fuck. So I don't know, dog. Look, I'm not black. I want to let you know I'm a lot of things, but I'm definitely not a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Anyone, let people know. Crazy. I, I I mean, was it was it a, a spray on tan? I could, it could have definitely been a spray on. You know what I mean? Nah, it, it it looked legit. I feel like you can see a spray on tan. That, right around the eyes is where the spray on tan gives itself up, and that should like that should look like a beach tan for sure. I'll be know, honest man, with you, it. his neck folds looked like a that looked like a a tan like a spray on tan. I mean, that that's what that's what. But I I agree with you. His face he didn't have the weird eye thing that the spray on tan always yeah. gives you or whatever. So that's fair. Uh, Josh, you want to come on and provide some uh, expert uh, testimony? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so A-Rod <laughs> definitely has black in him. Like 1,000% has black the minute- Josh, establish your credentials as an well, as a, okay, as a so audio engineer are, for am, the show. I am a Puerto Rican 100% from the Bronx. Uh, I have a black grandfather. Well, I had a black grandfather. So a lot, as you can see, I'm, I'm pretty light-skinned. But being Puerto Rican, you had that African slave trade. You had colorism as well. You had slaves in Puerto Rico that existed in Cuba, that existed in the Dominican Republic. All those Spanish-speaking countries had white, black on your birth certificates. Like they labeled you, whether you're based on your on your skin color. And there is no doubt in my mind, just based off of the amount of was it mel- melanin, melanin, whatever. melanin, yeah, <laughs> melanin, yeah. <laughs> in A-Rod's skin, the way he looks, he has. There's no doubt in my mind, he has black in him. And most Dominicans and most Puerto Ricans do. And if you don't, your family was basically just slave traders. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, they might want to be slave traders more than they want to be black. I don't know the way you're like, no, my family was you, a slave you, trader, right. buddy. We were not the slaves. I want to let you know. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No, we, we own them. We own them. <laughs> you feel me? That's yeah. where he at with his Yeah, but but. A lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Dominicans, like they'll fight you on this. Like I, I know black. Like that's a real thing. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's we've wild. heard. Yeah, we, we've, we've seen some of that on Twitter too. You know what I mean? It's a video. Some talk about that. But yeah, thank God for the U's and the marrows in the world. You feel me? <laughs> Just <laughs> lean all the way in, dog. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> and the Victor Ortiz's. That motherfucker looks like Florida Evans, Dominican born and raised. <laughs> looks like bro. Like, like I don't know how you can say Dominicans don't have black in their blood and look at that guy. Like I mean, for one, they share an island with Haiti. Like bro, let's just yeah, be for exactly. real here, right? Come yeah. on, man. They share an island with Haiti, bro. Like the same island has Haiti on one half and the Dominican Republic on the other half. But that line, no, no one ever crossed over the yeah. line. That's, that's the only border that's ever worked in the history of humanity. That's the argument, I guess, Josh. <laughs> I guess so. I've never heard that one, but yeah. <laughs> All right, points were made, man. You're on the same fucking island as Haiti. Like, the slave trade ran through all those countries, every single one of them. Back. All right, A-Rod, come to grips, bro. Go on one of those fucking genealogy shows and learn about your <laughs> yourself, fucking weirdo. <laughs> what, did, what did he say in the video? What did, did he say? He said that I'm not, I know black. He did, he, 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 he pulled that up? No, nah, he just said it's a tan, basically. Okay, that's what I, okay, that's okay, 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 okay. But in but, the comments, it got, they got, they got really specific, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I and I mean, I think his, like his, I don't. I hate to call it a defense of himself, but his explanation clearly sprung from that philosophy, right? Okay, like, okay. I just want to be very clear. Like, I also tan, you know, deeply. It's just a <laughs> really deep, a deep, lustrous tan. If that wasn't a spray tan, he might got more than a piece of black in him. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, you know, I, I got to be in the sun for a week to get that dark. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, let's talk about, speaking of crazy, uh, let's talk about, Tyler, you, you actually were tweeting about this and brought it to my attention. Um, let's talk about, apparently, Will Chamberlain, before a rule was passed prohibiting you from dunking free throws, was on free throw attempts, going back, getting a running start, and dunking free throw line, uh, dunking from behind the free throw line. Uh, do you buy this? And uh, second, can we get this back? I mean, I just feel like that would be so much more interesting than free throws. Uh, a fucking uh, 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 a dunk contest every time a motherfucker would allow yeah. would be incredible. But yeah, I'm, I mean, people were like, you know, oh, here goes another tall wilt tail. Bro, let's 
we have to understand Wilt is perhaps the greatest athlete to ever play basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was seven foot tall, a fucking world class track and field athlete. Yeah, ran a five minute mile at seven foot tall. Right? Like he will, yes. Like I, I, you know, I know that the in vogue thing to say is we don't believe that hundred point game really happened. And yeah, you know, that's cute little internet shit. But we're not going to downplay you know, how much of a fucking athlete Wilt was, right? And so I just didn't understand why people were were were, were being skeptical that a seven-foot guy with a seven-foot-eight wingspan who long jumped 22 fucking feet as, as a track, right? Yeah. As, Olympic yeah, as level a track athlete if he yeah. would decide to go that route. Could, 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 could dunk from the free throw line with a running start. Like, how is that in- infeasible? No, it checks out. And I for sure believe that some white man saw, uh, saw that and, and went and called the cops <laughs> and got the rules fucking changed. I for sure, I believe that. It, 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 it checks out to me. The only part of the story I didn't fuck with was finding out that that white man was Tex Winter. I've got to interview. I have a ton of respect for Tex Winter, architect of the triangle offense, was a coach in Long Beach State uh, after Jerry Tarkin. I mean, just an all-time basketball guy. The only guy who's eating more Frosties at the Wendy's by my house than me, Tex Winter, <laughs> would co- go to the NCAA over Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> being like, this isn't fair because this guy's not a human being. What a bummer, bro. <laughs> What's yeah. funny about that in free throws, Will Chamberlain is didn't he shoot underarm like the little granny shot for a little bit? He tried and was like I'm eighty percent from the free throw line, but he was like men don't do that, and then just started shooting regular and went to like fifty percent. Yeah, and then Rick Barry was like, "Fuck that shit you talking about? I'm gonna do that and shot like ninety two percent." You feel me? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. But he'd rather like I'm going to run and jump from behind the free throw line and dunk it before I shoot eighty percent from the free throw line. Underarm, you know what I'm saying? A man that fucked twenty five thousand women doesn't shoot underarm, you know what I mean? Or like Grady Shaw, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. Big musty, the legend continues. Big, big musty, <laughs> big musty. Wow. Uh, which would you rather do? I mean, if you, especially if you're Will Chamberlain, you just shoot fifty percent, right? I, I'm a, no, bro. Because if I'm Will you Chamberlain, shot it? nigga, I wouldn't give a fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> give me the fucking eighty percent from the free throw line, and I'll be that. I'll, bro, you. Thank you, dog. You're, you're, uh, it doesn't change the fact that you're an Olympic level athlete. Like, nigga, I think you think he, he walked around musty, grab, having hot dogs in his pockets, ass nigga. And you tripping <laughs> off a shooting underarm? You're fucking, that's like, that's like, that's where you draw the line. You know what I mean? I, I could be out here smelling like hot dog water, but shooting underarm, man, you know, shooting, you know, like the Grady shot. Hey, hey I, don't, I can't do that. That's, that's making any sense. I wouldn't give a fuck. I would have shot the 80%. And been musty and been fucking Will Chamberlain. It wouldn't have changed shit. I'm still Will. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, the flip side of it is if I'm averaging 55 points a game, I'll shoot my free throws however I prefer to shoot my free <laughs> however throws. However I please. <laughs> yeah. but I think his first year, rookie year, he averaged 35 and 25. Something insane like that. I remember looking at him like, was Shaq the best rookie ever? Because like, I was thinking like, he had to be. And I was like, oh, I think he averaged like 26 or something. 26 and like 14. And, I, I, and I like kept, three blocks. Will, too, yeah. you, said, you said what? And three blocks too. His yeah, game. yeah. You feel me? Then I, then I, then I went down. I was like, "Oh shit, thirty-five and twenty something, insane." But yeah, bro. Do, I guess you can do what you want. Thirty-seven point six, twenty-seven rebounds, bro. I mean, easily forty-six percent from the field. MVP is rookie. <laughs> and the year before that, he played with the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Like crazy. Oh, God, his, I don't know. That, I don't know how you look at. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, I don't know how you look at his numbers in. And think he wouldn't at least be a fucking twenty-five and twelve guy in today's NBA, right? Like, and at that's least. a modest as estimation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Wilt is one of the only, look. Like, I don't want to turn this into shitting on other all-time basketball greats. Like, you see video of some people, even people that we watched, and you're like, okay, I would be interested to see. He what wasn't this looks a milkman, like bro. He wasn't the right. milkman we refer but to. But Wilt is like, he's. I, I mean. Tyler just listed his measurables. Seven foot tall with a seven foot eight wingspan. Hey, we talk about what a freak Wemby is. Go put Wemby, go see what Wemby long jumps. Go see what he runs a mile. Like the fact that he ran a mile time in like a collegiate level qualified. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense for a dude of that size. And again, when you look at him, he was not the Kevin Durant, Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembyama body frame. He was fucking buff too. (laughs) like that shit does like now imagine how unathletic basketball players on average were at that time compared to a dude 
who would still be a physical freak today. And of course, you could believe he scored 100 points or you could believe anything. But also, why does the Internet hate folktales? We don't like urban legends. Like that's like that's part of why our brains developed was <laughs> to tell tall tales about people. And Will Chamberlain is the best tall tales in the world. You just said he averaged 36 and 27 as a fucking rookie. <laughs> Bro, that's his, his third. I mean, I, I know all these. I feel like everyone's heard all these stats before. But his third year in the league, he averaged 50 points a game, 25 rebounds, and 48.5 minutes played per game. Yes. He played like every second and, and, and played every second of like every overtime and shit. That, second of the MVP voting. What, 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 yeah. what, what close to the, didn't sniff the MVP that Who year. was the MVP? Who was the MVP? Probably Bill Russell. Russell. Okay. They won a chip that year though, right? Probably. No, sure. Yeah, yeah. Probably. What, uh, what year was this? Uh, this was 1961-62. The thing about that playing 48 minutes, I think there were like 13 teams in the league or something. <laughs> so like there was, what, how many games did they play? You feel me? I don't know, but still amazing. And also, like, he'd be a freak 40 years from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't. Yeah. He's one of the guys that if this is urban legend, it might be true. I would, I would lean towards right. true most of the time when I'm when he, when I'm bringing him up. They don't make buff athletic seven foot tall dudes with seven, eight wingspans very often. Like, you know what I mean? It's just you, you, like, I, I mean, I don't, have we seen how many dudes have we seen? God like makes that, that oops every what? <laughs> 10 years? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if the yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I just never got the the hundred point doubt because, he, like I said, he was a motherfucker who gave us fifty points per game for a whole season. Fifty points per game. Like, there's plenty of motherfuckers who will give us thirty points per game a whole season and have a sixty point game. Like, what is so hard to believe that a fifty point per game guy can have a great night where he drops a hundred? You know what I'm saying? I I never understood the the skepticism behind that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're fouling the fuck out of him every game. You know what I mean? So you run into one referee too. Who's gonna actually call fouls when there's people hanging off of his arms? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, um, Jackson, can you send the text message that uh, we discussed to John yeah. and Tyler? John Maybe and Tyler, second here. I'm assuming that you're not aware of this based on our conversation before we started recording. The Fanatics Corporation, in partnership with Nike, has taken over the contract for manufacturing Major League Baseball's uniforms this year. The problem is. They made one critical error, which is that the pants are completely see-through. <laughs> what the? F- okay, I didn't see. I didn't see the pants. I saw how the how the names on the back look flea market as fuck. I saw those pictures circulating, but I did not know about the see-through fucking pants. So Jackson is sending you pictures. You will see from the photo day of all of these. Like these athletes are getting paid. Some of them have have contracts worth a half a billion dollars, and you can see the bottom of their <laughs> of their oh, shirts. Oh, <laughs> Nigga, man's nuts are just here. You know what I mean? San Francisco Giants and dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, are these are these like the photos that they will have? These are the television? official media day photos of these this players. One. I saw that and didn't know what it was. I'm like, they're wily. <laughs> What the you fuck? You can see the fucking wrinkles on his nutsack, nigga. Grown <laughs> grown men are not the striations in his hamstrings, nigga. That is crazy. Grown men are not supposed to have their fucking the fucking outlines of their genitalia just on full display like this. This is like some shit you see with like a pug, like bro, like. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a bulldog or something. You know, so walking around with their dick out like this. And these are grown-ass men getting outfitted, you know, by a, you know for a fucking major league fucking sports league. And I just don't get it. How did, did this happen? the cut? Because I don't know if this in particular <laughs> is just see-through. Like... <laughs> They changed quite a bit. The, the players have expressed that they're not happy. Uh, there has been a, a uniform truther movement that said, uh, actually, they were always like this. It's the studio did lighting. Did he tuck his shit in between his legs? <laughs> like, my nigga, did you tape that mother? Why is it there? Biko <laughs> <laughs> sent us a, a tweet from Mike Golick Jr., that where, is so funny. Where it's it's Crawford from the Mariners, and he called some spirit Halloween ass jerseys. Like, God damn. <laughs> yes. That shit looks trash. That's the, that's oh, the other wait, side of the Oh, wait, this is a new one? Oh, yeah. that is horrible. The lettering yeah, is horrible. 
That's that lettering is, is horrible. Bro, this is a fucking this is the jersey you you that you give like this is not your jersey. You give this to the next kid as when you're 12. You know what I'm saying? You pass that. This isn't actually this is these are jerseys that made it big five. This is fucking horrible. Who's wearing this shit? This is the version of the fucking the highest the, uh, paid the sleeved in the baseball world. jersey. This is the, I mean, the, the sleeved basketball, basketball jersey. This is what they've done right here with these. These are fucking horrible. On the front of the Dodgers jersey, like the lettering is cut through. Yeah, like, the lettering is the cut seam, in the wrong like, spot. Can they can they fix this? Because this is this is this is this is untenable. It is untenable, <laughs> bro. This is. No, bro, this is no the the, the, the comparison to side by side that's actually disgusting. Like, yeah, come on, bro. Are uh, we really Mi doing this? Mi Mina Kimes tweeted uh uh that it looks like when she tries to spell out someone's name on a birthday cake. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like she did the art. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, G. This is embarrassing. <sighs> Excellent. Nah. That was everything I was hoping it would be. <laughs> bro, his I'm going to continue to just sit on the man is just stretching. The man is just stretching. He's just preparing for a good old nine innings of baseball. And his whole shit is like, and somebody's back there behind him like, oh. Right. Someone what a world. Going, oh, yeah. It looks like you've got a varicocele on that left <laughs> testicle. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> I just took a picture so you can see. So you didn't think I was Here, bullshitting look. you. Right. <laughs> oh shit, nigga. Woo. Uh, I will Ooh, say if they're trying me. to if, if they're if they're trying to grow female viewership, I certainly know some women who are very excited about them putting baseball players uh big old asses out there in see-through pants. So salute, I guess. I don't know, man. Interesting move. But the, I the photos I kind of feel like I kind of I don't I don't know what the, the women's are saying. But I kind of feel like like the shape, I can see like wanting to see the shape, but actually seeing the hairs on the ass, I don't know if that would be the the appeal have the appeal that that baseball thinks it would for the women. You know what I mean? Like men, men silhouettes, I could see like, oh, but like the the reality when you take the shirt off and there's hair on your fucking stomach, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But hey. Each uh, his or her own. All yeah, right. For sure. uh, we're going to close on uh, Dookie Butt of the Week. Um, I'll go first. Shar and I went to go see Madam Webb on Thursday. We did a little bookstore, dinner, bookstore, and shitty movie date night on a Thursday night. And anyone who told you that Madam Webb uh, was just a bad movie and not a hilariously bad movie, you could go laugh at with your friends or your wife. Uh, with lying, it's the worst movie I think I have ever seen. Wow! And I have seen some horrible movies, but I I don't even know where to start. But I would tell y'all that the villain's audio is a hundred percent dubbed. There is no moment when the villain is speaking on camera when his lips are synced up with what he's saying. Not one scene in the is entire. Is this in the movie. actual theaters? Yes. Sony mm. spent a couple hundred million dollars on this movie. <laughs> it's like. We saw it with eight other people, and we were all laughing for an hour and a half straight at the entirety of the movie. The worst part, and Tyler, I know you will appreciate this, the character of Madame Webb, the deal is that she can see the future. And so after, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, I apologize. At the end of the movie, after Madame Webb gets her powers so she can see the future, her best friend in this movie is Ben Parker, Peter Parker, Spider-Man's Uncle Ben, who gets killed. Mm -hmm. So she has earlier made a dramatic irony joke about how frequently people get shot at in Queens, which is like, oh, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge to this horrible tragedy that births <laughs> Spider-Man. But anyway, Ben Parker's uh, his, you know, nephew, who it's like unnamed because Marvel told Sony this movie was so bad they were not allowed to say the word Spider-Man in the entire movie. So his unnamed nephew, a.k.a. Peter Parker, is born. And at the end of the movie, when Madam Webb is sitting there able to see into the future now, uh, <laughs> Ben Parker's sister says, Ben is loving uh, being an uncle. All of the fun, none of the responsibility. And Madam Webb says, that's what he thinks. Which oh, is a... <laughs> to which Char literally in the theater yelled, What? <laughs> 
<laughs> were y'all the only 12 people in the theater? There was like eight people there, but we were all like, she's getting in a little burn on the fact that he's that his sister and he are both going to be tragically murdered. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway. No, also, just, Dookie, but anyone who made Madam Web. Salute to y'all. Wait a minute. Thank you. I, I, I just, bro, what's, what Sony is doing with the Spider-Verse is one of the all-time terrible, like, world building jobs in film history and i say that with no exaggeration no hyperbole like yes. morbius bro what one of the that was one of the worst fucking movies they got trolled by fucking twitter people asking for them to bring it back into theaters after it bombed and they full wholeheartedly believed that those people were serious <laughs> and they brought that shit back just so it could bomb again um and i cannot believe that there was a there's like a whole venom series starring tom hardy there's a venom and carnage movie where fucking Woody Harrelson is carnage, and I do not give a fuck. Like, like, I have like no go desire back to, to 1996 and tell Tyler and I there's a Venom versus Carnage movie out, and you won't be interested in seeing it. We would right? never have believed you, <laughs> dog. Venom, that fucking Venom and Carnage arc was like when Carnage first hit, bro. That shit was a moment, dog. Like that Bathing motherfucker, in people's blood and shit, bro. That, that was some mo- real hey. shit. That motherfucker came through like 2,350 cent, nigga. Like when Carnage first hit the streets, and we was like, "Oh, you, 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 you know, we all love Venom because he was like, you know, a bad guy, but he still had a moral compass, right?" He was like, "I'm not killing anyone, but Spidey. That's why I want to kill, right?" Like right. he was, he was very much, you know, on the side of of not harming innocents. And Carnage came through like, "Bro, everybody has to die. I don't give a fuck." And we were like, "Whoa!" Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot believe I do not give a fuck about that that whole line right there. The Venom yeah. movies, the the Morbius movie, like. But the and fact, that, Madam the fact that Marvel told them, okay, you have the rights to the Spider-Man universe so you can continue making these, but we will take you to the Supreme Court if you say the word Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> don't you fucking dare besmirch Spider-Man. So you're going to make, they're making a Craven the Hunter movie that comes out this year, Tyler. <laughs> like, they're not even done with these horrible movies this year, dog. I'm a, hey, I might need to fly to Richmond for the hey. fucking Craven movie, bro. I, you know, th- th- I should be excited about, you know, the, 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 the Craven movie because, you know, that whole, um, series that he had with, with the black Spider-Man and shit, like that was one of the fucking most incredible series. Craven's last hunt. Yep, yep. Craven's yep. last hunt. Yes. But dog, I completely trust that they're going to fuck this up. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. Are Tyler, there you're any good brother. movies? Are there like I, I went and saw like me and Rather go to the movies on Fridays. We have like twelve to four. We do our little shit together. You feel me? Yeah. And like we were looking for movies to watch, and we're like we went to Poor Things, which you know like not your bag. No, it, it, no, it was it, it was cool. It was all right. I, I I didn't dislike it. It was just it was just like how did this make who who cleared this to make it a fucking movie that goes goes in theaters? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's kind of yeah. It's, my, I just, all right, there's all right. not a lot of options. My friend Ryan. Tried to sell me. He was like, he was like, you shouldn't see Madam Web. You're supporting bad stuff. And I was like, we have the AMC stub things. So we're not spending any money on. It. Yeah, yeah. He tried to sell me on a foreign movie. He's like a film snob. He tried to sell me on a French movie called The Taste of Things, which is about two old people cooking and having sex. That's what's in theaters right now, dog. It's fucking can, nothing it's, in theaters. Bro, bro. We were look, I'm like, first of all, that movie sounds like it actually stinks. Like I go in a theater and smell the fucking movie. Okay? Like, P.U. I don't want to fucking be any part of that. Have anything to do with that. But yeah, like. Please, I love like, talking wow, shit on our on? friends who listen to the podcast. That's great. That's a great last word for me to have in that argument. I, so I appreciate that. It did sound like the theater would actually stink. I agree with you, John. Sheesh. But yeah, it's just I, weird. It's weird where they this, this, the situation that the theater is in right now. Yeah, I feel like something that has fundamentally changed. You know, one of the many things that has changed after the pandemic is <clears throat> like it was a thing when me and you know wifey we just do a date and be like, hey, let's just fucking roll up to the movie theaters and pick something out. Because there's always it. something that you could yeah, really want to watch, right? right? At least those one days thing. are gone, dog. We have. Are we in the mood the for pandemic. one of the three comedies, one of the two horror movies, one of the three right. dramatic right, movies, right, right, one of the right. Thriller- Crime There's like movies, five yeah. movies available, right. and a lot of them are just garbage. American Fiction was good though. I like that. I enjoyed I that. Mer- I liked American Fiction too. Yeah, but poor, and Poor Things wasn't bad. But I'm just like, this is a movie that should go come go out on Amazon, you know? And, and I and I get it. I get a, or, or this is a Netflix movie. This isn't like a a film that you would. I don't know. It's just. 
Okay, let me hold Rough on. Let's, let, let's let's play a game. I'm gonna just read you the movies at our local AMC. You tell me if you've heard of them or not. The Bob Marley uh, biopic one. Look. Yes, heard of it. Demon Slayer. No. No. Drive Away Dolls. No. Ordinary Angels. No. The Chosen. No. Lisa Frankenstein. What Hell the fuck? No. Hold up, Lisa Frank. Oh, let's stop with Lisa Frankenstein. Is that like a play on Lisa Frank and Frankenstein? Is that like the premise there? What the fuck is that about? It's a coming of rage love story from acclaimed writer Diablo Cody, Jennifer's body. Oh, I like Jennifer's body. About a misunderstood teenager and her high school crush who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts along the way. That's got that two theaters. Too bad. That's got two theaters. Uh, Madam Web, obviously, I just talked about. Uh, yeah. Argyle, y'all heard of Argyle? No. And uh, Poor Things, American Fiction. I had heard of Poor Things until I went and saw. Which is like what we like. We're trying to find. There has to be something we'd be find interesting. Yeah, but I'd even heard of Poor Things. They're not even being fucking advertised. Private That's equity crazy. is really Industry completely is destroyed our like lifestyle in this country it's so like there's no media like we were just talking i know we were all texting about vice shutting down but like like media is being hollowed out they won't make a movie if it's not going to make a billion dollars you know what i mean it's just fucking crazy bro like because you literally like there's there's like jason bloom and bloomhouse there are still like independent organizations that are like oh we could spend 15 million dollars on a movie that makes 50 million all of us would take a24 a24 right we would all take that you would take John if I said if you could come up with fifty million dollars, you'd make fifty. You would take that for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah. private equity companies are like, nah, it's not like yeah, it's not worth yeah. the. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not interested. Like that, that's just fucking crazy to me, bro. A twenty four too. Like they're the only people like putting out hella movies now. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the only people like putting out a lot of like a lot of movies. Like a lot of these places, like a lot of these yeah. um, studios aren't putting out a lot of different options. Like you said, it's. If we got to go make a trillion dollars on it, it's not worth our fucking well, time. They, they That's say, it's like, like Warner Brothers is, it killed like a Wiley E. Coyote, like satire comedy that everyone who's seen it says is amazing. Cause they're, they're taking a hundred million dollar tax write off on killing it. They're just yeah. never going to release it. Like, yeah. It's, it isn't the premise like Wiley Coyote sues Acme because none of the shit that he buys for them works, which sounds yeah, like a brilliant fucking concept. Right. It's like some, but it's like literally made drama. and everyone who's seen it is like, this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And they're like, we spent $115 million on it. If we don't release it, we can just write that off as a $115 million loss. And that, so that's just what they're going to do. Like, that's like, it's not technically illegal, but it feels like it should be illegal. Like you paid all these people to make this shit. They made something good and you're like, all right, cool. But like, it's like the producers, but it's like really happening and you don't even need to release anything. (laughs) But if you, but if you released it, it didn't make its money back. You still have that as a loss. Part of it is a loss. But the $115 million write-off to them is apparently more valuable than making $30 million or something. You know what I'm saying? And then writing off what? The other 85 million? I, you know, I mean, I'm, you and I, I, I'm fairly financially sophisticated. I have no fucking idea. This it's like quantum level shit that they're on. Yeah, man. I guess when you, I think when you get to a certain point, like you to get a certain, yeah, like I, I, this I remember is, like this, this is this is what I point with like ten thousand dollars worth of, and this is like they're well past this. Yeah, ten thousand dollars worth of write offs get you a thousand dollars off of what you right. have to pay. You know what I'm saying? So I can't imagine what they're at, but still, fuck that shit. The, this is this is uh, this is what I would explain when it comes to to private equity, right? When I was laid off from our daily newspaper, one of the most frustrating things to me was everyone going, ah, newspapers are dying. Like, that's like, I know they're losing money. Like, that sucks. And I actually took the time to explain to everyone. Newspaper is quite profitable when we got laid off. It was making 12% a year. So if you or me, and this is why I have a nonprofit news company in Long Beach. If you have a company that makes a 12% profit and does a public good, you feel pretty good about that. It's a cash Mm -hmm. business. People give you cash today for the ad you run tomorrow. It's you're again, you're helping the community, you're building your city, all this other type of shit. 12%, that's great. Private equity does not want a 12% return on the mm-hmm. newspapers that they own. They want a 20% return. So if you're making 12% revenue, they're going to cut 8% staff costs every year. They're going to make up that difference in layoffs just to hit their number so that they get that they can roll that over quarter after quarter after quarter. So like, that's the thing where it's like a lot of this stuff, like I said, movies are profitable. They're just not profitable to a private equity company in the way they want it to be. The same thing with newspapers, 
it's the same thing with a lot of other shit that they've hollowed out, bro. Like it just will it ever go the other ideal. way? Do you ever see it going the other way? Well, uh, here's like, where it could go the other way is like uh, again, like we could. I, I mean, not to be fucking egotistical because I'm a fly on the you know <laughs> planet sized turd that is <laughs> our, our <laughs> national thing, but like yeah. it's going the other way in that like I have a nonprofit news company in Long Beach that employs uh, five people with 25 freelancers right like that's more than was laid off from the newspaper when they laid us off um there are companies like bloomhouse and like other movie studios that are like we'll make 50 million dollars a movie that sounds fucking great you know yeah so i it's the way it goes in the other direction a24 is just people starting new stuff that grows up through the through the bullshit but it's not gonna it's not gonna happen for vice it's not yeah, going to happen yeah, for, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen for the stuff that you lost, but there is a way to still, because I think there's more of a hunger for. For SI, you know Yeah, I mean? for, uh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Like we're, them, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, it, but it's like the a forest. The institutions on the, the way. The, to, the big yeah. redwood falls, and out of yeah. the rot of that, you'll have new growth, but it won't be the, you know, 200-year redwood for another 200 yeah. years or whatever. So, yeah. all right, that was a long conversation <laughs> about Madam Webb. Tyler, you're Dookie Bud of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Madam Webb, bro. Um, did y'all see the shit with Matt Barnes? Uh-uh. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, Matt Matt Barnes got fired from his job as a Sacramento Kings um announcer because he was at his son's basketball game. His son is in high school. Um he was at his son's basketball game and he um he put his hand on the announcer's shoulder who was a high school kid there and he told him he would slap the shit out of him. And and um, you know, Matt Barnes says that the reason he told the kid that was because the kid told him to sit his ass down because, you know, Matt Barnes was 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 on the sideline riled up about his son getting attacked. Um, I don't know who to necessarily believe here, but I, you know, I am kind of leaning on the side of, of Matt Barnes. I don't think Matt Barnes would just go up to a kid and put his hand on his shoulder and tell him he smacked the shit out of him for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I do believe that kid said something sideways. Right. And. You know, I'm I'm on the side of, you know, both of them are dookie butts here. And, and I'll tell you <laughs> why. <laughs> right? I mean, for one, I think that kid learned a very fucking valuable lesson here. If he truly told Matt Barnes to sit his ass down and Matt Barnes came and put his hand on his shoulder and calmly told him, I will slap the shit out of you. That was a valuable lesson learned there. You can that get your a, ass beat, nigga. Some yes, people need to hear that. Yes, you know what Exactly. I mean? That was a valuable lesson learned there. No one was hurt. It was a valuable lesson learned there that, bro, words got consequences. You right. talk to the, you, you, you can't be talking crazy to everybody because somebody will try to put, you know, shit might go real, real bad for you if you talk crazy to the wrong motherfucker, right? And, you know, Matt Barnes' explanation of it was, um, you know, he put his hand on the kid's shoulder in a fatherly way to kind of tell him <laughs> that, you know, that type of talk is unacceptable. And I, and I, I'm not buying that. Man, okay? <laughs> let, let, let's cut the shit. You yeah. put your hands on that kid to let him know, you see how easy it is for me to touch you. I could really fuck you up if I want to. Right. Right. That was, that was the whole uh, motive behind that. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, like I said, I think that if that kid was talking crazy to Matt, he's a doogie butt for that. Yeah. And and um, you know, I think he learned a valuable lesson without getting hurt that bro, you cannot talk crazy to anybody. Maybe, you know, he thought that ah, oh, he's not gonna, you know, do anything wild to me here at this high school game. And Matt Barnes is a different motherfucker. I don't think he really gives a shit where he's at. You're just not gonna talk to him any type of way. So um, and I also and 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 I'm I'm not at all saying that Matt Barnes caught the raw end of the of of the deal here because no. You can't put your hand on a kid in a menacingly way and threaten him with violence. That is a fireball offense, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so 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 both those dudes are diggy butts here because you know I think that Matt Barnes, I think what came down on him from a professional standpoint, he earned that, and I think that the kid learned a good lesson there that you know I think that what Matt Barnes did, you cannot do from a professional standpoint, but I think that what he did to that kid was a very light way of teaching a lesson in a real world standpoint, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because shit, like, you know, the lesson there that was taught is, bro, you know, you cannot talk crazy to anybody because a lot of people, you know, it's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out here that you talk crazy to them, like, bro, you will literally get taken off this planet. So, you know, I hope that both learned a lesson here. I hope that, 
that Matt learned. You know, you cannot threaten people with violence Matt and expect to keep your job. Yeah, Matt's never going <laughs> to fucking but, learn. But right? what the kid did, and good for the kid. Yeah. You know well, yeah. and I, I, so I do actually have a little bit more context on this because I have a couple of friends who are at that game and, and uh, nearby when it happened. My, so as best I've been able to put it together, Tyler, I think what happened was that the kid was talking about how Matt Barnes was behaving on his broadcast that he was doing like a play-by-play for. Matt Barnes heard what he was saying. You know, like, I think he said something like, we've got a guy who keep, you know, keeps running out on the court yelling at the refs like a jackass or something like that. And Matt Barnes heard it and went over and was like, hey, man. <laughs> I hey, buddy. Head like a great yeah, money. Hey, little buddy. You see how big these hands are? Yeah. <laughs> the shit out of you. But, yeah, hey, but, but, but to your point, and I actually do think that that's a great point, Tyler. I know that you had you had the the uh, mass comm broadcast major in college. Like I was not a journalism major. I learned everything I know about journalism from being on the job. And yeah, man, like if you sit in a journalism class, they're going to tell you about ethics and um, these principles that have existed for two hundred years. Now, most of those principles are never actually enforced. With all due respect, I mean, there's all kinds of racist, horrible shit that newspapers and journalists have done over the years. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, you can learn about those things and then you could accidentally film someone on the sideline of a high school football game talking to someone else that he doesn't want any video of him talking to. And he's going to come over and put his hand on your shoulder. You're 23 as I was and go, let me see that camera real quick. (laughs) You're not going to look at this person and go, um, according to my journalism (laughs) professor in college, (laughs) this footage is sacrosanct. Like, like, he did learn a fucking real world (laughs) lesson there, bro. You got to make some decisions sometimes. (laughs) What you're sticking up for. Like we talked about with Cam Newton. Sometimes you got to get your ass whooped standing on principle, but you better make sure it's a really good principle to be standing on if you're going to get your ass whooped. (laughs) Exactly that. I'm going to tell you what this incident reminded me of. Um, there was a time when I was like 18, 19. I was at the mall with my homie, uh, Lorenzo. And um, this dude we knew named Shaq. You know, he, he was kind of the homie, but he wasn't really, really the homie. You, you know, kind of like an associate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and he came up to us and he was like, you know, he was, you know, he was like, what up, man? He was like, yeah, what up? He's like, hey, man, where, uh, where y'all boy foodie at? And we was like, shit, I don't know. We ain't seen that dude in, in, in you know, in a few days or whatever, whatever. And he was like, why are you looking for him, man? You, and, and, and he was like, I heard you push, pushing up on my girl, man. I might have to see him about that. And my dude, Lorenzo, funny shit is, all my niggas got nicknames, right? Shaq is a big motherfucker, as you could tell from his nickname. Yeah. You know? I think all of us grew up with a motherfucker named Shaq. Um, Lorenzo, <laughs> this motherfucker's real name is Tim, but we just called him Lorenzo because he was a light-skinned, pretty motherfucker. He's like, nigga, you look like a Lorenzo. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his name was Tim? Yeah, and we, and we called him Lorenzo because he looked like a fucking, he, he looked like a Lorenzo. We called him Renzo, like right? like an R&B nigga. <laughs> yeah, he looked like an R&B nigga, but he was a real motherfucker. I'm going to tell you why right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, and so Renzo was like, was like, you know, why are you looking for him, bro? Like, what's going on? He was like, man, you know, I heard he pushing up on my girl. He tried to holler at my girl. I might have to see him about that. And, and, and Renzo was like, word, for real? He was like, what you going to do if you see him? He's like, you going to swing on him or whatever? And, and Shaq was like, shit, if, if it come to that, I might have to. And my dude Renzo put his hand on Shaq's shoulder and looked at him and said, no, Shaq, don't hit Foodie, because if you hit Foodie, then I'm going to hit you. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, right? And, and, and the whole fucking mood shifted. You know what I'm saying? So, so that made me think about just how a very calm word of advice given to you with a very, you know, with a hand placed on your shoulder and let you know that this is some very serious shit I'm telling you. It can go a long way because, you know, he did, you know, Fine food, and there was no smoke. There was a conversation that was had, and it, and I, and it probably just went to the conversation lane because of that moment that Renzo had with him. You feel me? So if that's exactly what that you moment. You don't get jumped, nigga. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And you ain't Cam dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, no. He's like, no. If you hit foodie, then I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> I love that. That is such hey. a real nigga moment. When, when people oh, know the consequences, beautiful. people are more likely to follow the rules, bro. You know? yeah. Look a nigga in their face named Shaq. And to say that with pure kindness and love. Like, I'm going to have to try to beat <laughs> yeah. your ass too, nigga. You feel really me? Really shit I ever seen. Oh, though. that's beautiful. Oh, man. That speaks a lot about you too, Tyler, being around niggas like that. You feel me? Hey. You know what I mean? I, no, I, that's I, I, how I niggas you. was moving. I, I told you, bro. And this is this is the perfect uh, fucking example of, of the, the two boxes you got to check to be my homeboy. 
you can't be a bitch and you got to be funny, right? And, that, right. and that's exactly what Rizzo right. was in that moment. Real nigga and funny as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful, beautiful. John, your dookie butt of the week. My dookie butt. Uh, NPR Tiny Desk people, man. Where's Tweets uh, Tiny Desk? We need a tweet, tweet. Tiny Desk. You said what? We need, Bro, we need a tweet. Funny shit is, I have been digging in Southern Hummingbird real heavy like the last week or so. It's, but, but, it's tweet beautiful. Is like, I think Tweet doesn't get as much love as she deserves, right? She's an if you know, you know type, you know, singer, but she should be like, her voice is fucking beautiful. Her, the pen is crazy. I don't know if she wrote or not, but it, the songs were fucking beautiful. Dog, we need a Tweet Tiny Desk and it would go crazy. Make yes. that shit it's happen, incredible. G. Period, she was dog. she was so ahead of her time because you know the the light voice vibes girl she right. was on that shit fucking twenty years right. ago you feel right. me right right and and, and and it's still and, good today yes it's, it's still, still incredible good today it's still incredible we could come out today and still be good bro her song heaven is one of my favorite breakup songs ever um because you know she's the whole premise of the song is since i broke up with you this shit feels like heaven right like there's not animosity it's like it's not you did me so wrong i'm but i'm gonna be all right it's none of that it's like you're out of my life and I feel so great. You know what I'm Bro. saying? It is a beautiful fucking breakup song. Heaven by Tweet. Go run that if, if you're going through some shit. You know what I'm saying? And then she has a sure song like Taxi. You know what I'm yes. saying? Taxi beautiful as hell. She trying to get to a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she's singing to the taxi driver. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. is, bro, beautiful music. We need a tweet. Tiny Death. You feel me? Hell yeah. Valley. For sure Jackson, need that. Jackson, your dookie butt of the week. My dookie butt of the week is the Fox News host who said black people will vote for Trump because they like sneakers and Trump put out an ugly ass fucking shoe. Listen, listen, bro. We do love sneakers. Not those motherfucking sneakers, though. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not them goddamn um, um, uh, Wendy's baked potatoes this motherfucker trying to sell. Hell no. <laughs> fuck them shoes and fuck fucking Trump. Trash, They're bro. so I bad. heard somebody bought them 900 retail. Or not, was it, it might have been nine stacks. It might have been 9K. Somebody paid 9K for them fucking Supras. It's fucking trash, bro. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well, you know, time will tell if the strategy works or not. Right, right. I saw some, some clip of one of the other Fox News people on the show being like, do you think this is really going to cause like translate to votes? And the, and the guy were like, hey, if you're dropping that much money on shoes, it's definitely going to... I think it's, it could, could swing some states. I was like, you guys no, are fucking delusional. Bro, just delusional as fuck. bullshit, bro. Just like the purest form of bullshit. Like not a shred of truth in any of this shit they come out their mouth with. Crazy. So it didn't work on y'all. There you go. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, them bitches weak as fuck, bro. And fuck him off time. And then just work. fuck him, just point yeah, blank. Hey, wouldn't fuck it fuck you? Nigga, wouldn't man. it fuck you up if they put some Trumps out and they actually were like really nice shoes? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying. Yeah, obviously none of us would wear them. No, 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 yeah, but wouldn't it, would it, would that not be the plot twist of all plot twists? Like, who the fuck did Trump hire to design good <laughs> shoes, bro? It would be wild being on the show, like, nigga, fuck that nigga, but them shit's hard. Nigga. Them shit, <laughs> he dropped some, them shit's heat, nigga, you feel me? It's going to be some, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, it's some, with the, the red hats with some fire ass niggas on them shit's is garbage. He dropped the shoes that we thought he would make, you feel me? The shoes look like what you, what like Maya would do on the Nike customizer when she was in kindergarten, bro. Like <laughs> make them shiny. Metallic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a metallic finish for the shoes? Like what the fuck are you doing? They look spray painted, nigga. You feel me? Like horrible, horrible shoes. All right. Well, nine K resale, insane. Uh, I think there's a disclaimer on the website too that they've. There's no promise of actually delivering the shoes. I think it's like the triple B. Like I don't. Say. Oh yeah, I'm saying he on his big baller brand. Yeah, right? like I don't think they've actually manufactured the shoes. And then who was it? Was it Jonathan Isaac? There was a basketball player who said he might wear them, and then he got injured the day after he said that. <laughs> Doesn't he always get injured after he says dumb shit? I think yeah. Jonathan Isaac is the guy. He says some dumb shit and he just gets injured right after. Like, God be trying to tell his ass, I don't fuck with you, nigga. You keep, you, you know what I'm saying? You keep, God, I'm trying to let you know you ain't my nigga. You feel me? Keep my name out your mouth. That's God, right. nigga. You trying to tell him, keep my name out your mouth. This might be but he the won't most keep his name out his mouth. argument to get me to believe in God. John and Isaac's like, this is God's word. And God's like, no, sir. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Skyhook, Shaq's two-handed dunk. 
and Jonathan Isaac's instant <laughs> karma from God. <laughs> the signature moves of the National Duh. Basketball Association. Folks, right, first ACL gone, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tell you, nigga. You know what I mean? Well, maybe that's, all the time we next, anyway. <laughs> that's all the time we got. We'll be back on uh, on Tuesday with our next uh, Love is Blind recap episode, and we'll be back on Thursday with our midweek episode, and we will see y'all then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's his move. The volume. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.